You're listening to The Cultured Podcast, a weekly conversation hosted by me, Michelle Corey, that breaks down the barriers surrounding art, theater, travel, and more to serve a digestible dose of culture for all. Hello! Oh boy, oh boy, do I have a special treat for you guys today! This is the first episode that we're going to be doing in a new series that I am calling The Breakdown. And we did something similar to this in episode six, which is about acting methods. So you can get a sense of my vision for this little sub-series by listening to episode six. But basically, every so often, I'm going to be featuring these bite-sized episodes that allow just you and me to dig at the roots of a specific topic. So it might be an art form. It could be a historical event in arts and culture. It could be a term or it could be a style of art. Anything that we want to explore further, we will do in the breakdown episodes. So I hope you enjoy these. There are going to be about 15 minutes per episode, which gives us just enough time to bring us one step closer to being cultured connoisseurs. You know what I'm saying? Today, we're breaking down the word contemporary. So in episode 16, I spoke with Jewel D. Lane, who is a contemporary dancer and choreographer. And in episode 14, we got the lowdown about contemporary art from contemporary art curator Tammy Katz Fryman. So now I feel like it's a great time to dig at the roots of the word contemporary. What does it mean, both in visual arts and dance? And what forms can it take? First things first, I have to confess, I am a huge fan of both contemporary art and contemporary dance. And there's a pretty simple reason for that. They're unrestrained. I love anything that feels completely open to the limitless imagination of humans. And the term contemporary does actually most often refer to a style of either art visual art or dance that breaks away from tradition. And oftentimes you'll see pieces of contemporary art or performances of contemporary dance that talk to very specific themes that relate to the specific time and place in which they were made. So they're very current. But let's dig a little bit deeper. (laughs) What does that mean? So contemporary art is not the same thing as modern art. And this is where it gets the most confusing for art lovers who aren't intimately familiar with art history, which many of us are not. But the thing is, modern art is also known as modernism. And that makes it a little bit easier to start seeing where I'm going with this because, you know, if you know anything about art, you've heard about all of these isms, which represent the different movements in art history. And so modern art, also known as modernism, is an era of art history that spanned from the mid-1800s to the mid-1900s. And if you think about it, that's a solid century of calling art modern, which is pretty curious in itself, you know what I mean? Like, okay, but here's where we can start to form somewhat of a textbook definition of contemporary art. And basically what a lot of art historians say is that contemporary art began around the 1970s because in the 1970s is when we mark the end of modern art. 
and how we mark the end of the modern art era is because postmodernism came up as a term. And if all of that sounds super arbitrary, it's because, well, it is. <laughs> Most of the, the ways that we label things and put definitions around things are fairly arbitrary, but they come to life and stick in history books when we all agree on them for long enough. So this is one of those cases. So we mark the beginning of contemporary art as after modern art or modernism, which is around the 1970s. And that's how we define contemporary art as art of the now. But of course, the term the now is not as simple and straightforward or cut and dry as you would think, right? So basically, this is what I love about contemporary art. With such wide parameters, this genre is able to give us some of the most interesting, ever-evolving, hard-to-pin-down works of art and even artists of our time. There's this really great piece in mymodernmet.com about the history of contemporary art, and it breaks down all of these little micro-movements, if you will. That's a term I just made up. <laughs> but they can all be described as contemporary art. So it talks about pop art, photorealism, conceptualism, performance art, minimalism, installation art, earth art. And these are just a few of the subsets of the massive and kind of hard to define contemporary art genre. So I find that really cool. And in a sense, I think we're seeing contemporary art take over and even dominate the art world because I would venture to say that more than any other movement, contemporary art tends to offer us this extraordinary amount of activist messages or messages that relate to societal issues. It's also a shapeshifter, so it can take on a vast number of forms. In fact, you could argue that there are literally no limits on the number of forms contemporary art can take, you know, because the whole point of it is that it is non-traditional and it is the only limits are the limits of self-expression, which really are limitless in and of themselves. And, you know, it kind of takes modern art a step further because back in the day, modern art, when it came forward in like the 1860s, I believe it was, it was a huge shift in the art world because all of a sudden artists weren't telling a specific story that you can make out by looking at a canvas. You know, like classicism in 5th century Greece, I believe it was. You look at a painting and there is a battle or the gods are doing something very specific or you go a few hundred years later and Virgin Mary Mary is holding her little weird Jesus baby who has a six pack somehow. Anyway, there's a very specific narrative that you're getting from the piece of art. When modern art came about, it became more about the act of art. Art became abstract expression, or modern art did. And so all of a sudden you had all these artists who painted because of the physicality of art. So the actual act of moving the brush across a canvas or challenging the way that we see shapes. It stopped being about telling a specific story. And so contemporary art really takes modernism and amps it up and kind of disperses it. And so it's really hard to pin down. And that's sort of the definition of it, you know? And you can also just look at how it's taking over currently by seeing how widespread contemporary art has become. Like now it's appeared in U.S. government. You know, you look at the recent unveilings of uh, Barack and Michelle Obama's 
amazing portraits. And those portraits are a huge milestone for both artists of color and contemporary artists. You know, like never before in American history has a president's portrait veered from classical portraiture until now. And that is pretty dang cool. You know what I mean? All right, so let's shift gears. We've talked a little bit about contemporary art. I hope that you've taken away that, you know, the definition of contemporary is art of the now, and it's art that is completely unrestrained. There are no parameters, and that is basically, fundamentally, what defines contemporary art is this idea of lack of definition, honestly, and, of course, its relevancy to the current moment. So contemporary dance is similar in many ways. So like I mentioned before, there's this air of unrestrained expression with works of contemporary art. And that same fluidity applies to contemporary dance. And the cool thing is contemporary dance surfaced in the 1950s, which is at most a couple decades before what we consider the birth of contemporary art. So that's really cool because I always find it really interesting when we as humans across the planet do things in tandem without knowing that we're all doing sort of the same things. I find it really interesting how connected we can all be despite physical distance. And I feel like that's an example of this. Contemporary dance surfaced as a form of rebellion against the rigid structures of classical dance. And that's very much what we saw happen with contemporary art. But that's not where the similarities end. So this act of rebellion resulted in contemporary movement that was a lot more abstract than the traditional, very rigid forms of classical dance, like I mentioned, like ballet, namely ballet, really. So instead of prescribing to a formula or a set of mandates, Contemporary dancers started experimenting by combining multiple styles of dance to create something totally new and unpredictable. And that is just so sexy. I love anything unpredictable except for people. That scares me. (laughs) Anyway, to this day, contemporary choreographers and dancers like Jewel, who is, like I mentioned, our cultured guest from episode 16, They use the human body to experiment with movement as a channel for self-expression. And they basically throw everything to the wind, including their shoes. So contemporary dance is often danced barefoot in order to allow whatever comes into their spirit to flow through their bodies. And so there is no restraint when it comes to, you know, we use these specific kind of fluid movements or we use these specific kind of jagged movements. There are no parameters around how many eight counts you can fit into, you know, one set or how fast or how slow. You know, Jewel, for example, talks about how he loves to dance really quickly. He loves a fast pace. And that is inspired by the anxiety that he experienced as a young boy. And so that is how his form of self-expression comes out. He also combines all these different forms of African dance, of jazz dancing, and it creates his own signature style. So What's really cool, I think, in both terms, contemporary dance and contemporary art, is basically contemporary allows for this freedom of self-expression. There is no limit on what you can portray to the world on the messages or lack thereof that you can relay through your art form. So 
the real definition of the word contemporary, when you see the word contemporary in the art world, in the performance spaces, you know that you're in for a treat of unpredictability, that you're in for a treat of a message that's communicating something very specific about its given time and place, and that brings you into its world, whether through an abstract way or through a narrative structure that's never been seen before. That's what I love about contemporary art. That's what I love about anything that's contemporary, is that you are transported to a completely different world that you've probably never experienced before. And while I love classicism, because I find it so classically beautiful, these photorealistic depictions of gods or of religious figures... You know exactly what you're looking at and the devices and the techniques and the tools are used over and over and over again to depict different scenes. But with contemporary visual and performing arts, you just have no idea what shape this artistry is going to take. And that is really exciting. That is what keeps me going to contemporary art museums and galleries to look at contemporary art or going to productions of like Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, which is this stunning group of contemporary dancers that Jewel has choreographed for. So that's kind of what keeps me pulled in. But I would love to hear your thoughts on whether you connect with what I'm talking about with the word contemporary. I would love to hear if this helped clear up what contemporary means, because it's one of those terms that's really confusing for a lot of people. And it's also sort of controversial because everyone defines contemporary so differently. So which I, again, find really sexy. (laughs) I love a good controversy. But I think that's what lends sexiness to the word contemporary, is that it's so hard to pin down. But it's really not hard to understand once you step back and stop putting expectations on it. I think when you take away all expectations of what contemporary should or needs to be or will be, that's when you start understanding contemporary more than ever. And it's this idea of being comfortable with something that doesn't have a very precise form or definition. And isn't that an interesting thought to leave things on? All right, y'all. Well, this is it. This is wrapped up our bite-sized little breakdown episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to get suggestions from you. If there are things in the world of arts and culture that you want a little 15 minute bite-sized episode of me talking about some research that I've done and really explaining it and clarifying it, please do email me or shout on the socials. You can email me at info at culturedpodcast.com. And I'm going to be providing the show notes for this episode with a ton of tasty links. There are some really great articles out there. There's a really great video about contemporary dance and explaining what it is. So I'll be posting all of that in the show notes. So feel free to dig as deep as you would like. Until next time, keep it classy, keep it curious, keep it cultured! I'm Michelle Corey. Sean Powers is our producer. The Cultured Podcast is a production of Zero Mile Media, made with love in Atlanta. You can listen to The Cultured Podcast at culturedpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere else podcasts are found.